Hello, and welcome to another episode of Don't Panic with Adam W. Warner. Uh, today's guest, we have Andy McElwain. Andy uh, lives in Canada, and Andy, how are you doing this morning? I am doing just fine. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you. Uh, so, Andy, can you just uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what you do on a daily basis? For sure. So, I'm based up here in lovely Toronto, Ontario, Canada, specifically Scarborough. You know, Scarborough represent. Uh, so, I'm the content and humanity manager for GoDaddy Pro. And when you hear GoDaddy Pro, what that's referring to is either the uh, the Pro program uh, that we have for uh, web designers and developers that are working with uh, small business clients and helping them manage their GoDaddy products, or we're talking about uh, the pros, so the designers and developers in general. So I look after stuff on the GoDaddy blog, I look after the uh, pro section of our customer community, and I uh, work with a whole bunch of other teams that are touching those groups in some sort of way. So I'm basically just uh, an internet nerd working remotely from down, or not downtown anymore, working remotely from Toronto uh, and having a good time doing it. That sounds like a dream job for many people, I would imagine. Uh, how did you come across that position? What did you do before? What's what's kind of your history? Take us back, way right. back, or as far back as you want to go. <laughs> All right. Well, it uh, it was funny because when the uh, the job posting came my way, it looked like I was reading a personal biography. It described everything that I've done <laughs> for the past uh, ten years or so. So my, my big journey into WordPress, my journey into where I am now, started off just as a hobby. I was a kid. I uh, liked working on forums and fan sites, and that evolved into learning about blogging systems and news scripts like Coranto and uh, uh, Cute News, Cute PHP uh, back in the day. Uh, and then step by step, that led me to WordPress. And it was always as a hobby. Um, and I was doing forums at the same time, gaming communities. Uh, and this job posting came my way. Uh, a friend of mine um, that I used to work with, uh, uh, Ben Fox, over at Sidekick, um, saw this job posting. Saw that it, it described exactly what I'd been doing. It was somebody who looking for somebody who had experience with online communities, somebody who had experience with WordPress, had experience working as a designer and developer uh, within the WordPress ecosystem. And those were all things that I had done at some point. So. You know, you spend 10 years, spend a lifetime, <laughs> uh, 10 plus years of lifetime uh, working on this hobby stuff. And eventually it leads to, uh, in my case, uh, the perfect job. Uh, that sounds really familiar to what I do. As you know, uh, as maybe people listening don't know, I'm a community evangelist for SiteLock. So we, we kind of have uh, very similar um, roles. And uh, my story is similar in the fact that I uh, had discovered WordPress and had been tinkering with it for many a year, starting and stopping many projects, but always learning something new along the way. And one thing leads to another, and uh, here I am in what I consider uh, my dream position. So uh, good stuff. I'm happy for you. Uh, it sounds, uh, from everything I've seen at various WordCamps and all the people I've talked to, it sounds like a really great company to work for. Uh, it's it's fantastic. You know, it's one, you find the thing that fits, and you just, you know, that's how I feel about it. I'm almost a year in, uh, hit my one-year anniversary, September 7th, and I am... So happy to be in this company. And no it's, end in sight, eh? No end in sight. At Good. least I hope not. <laughs> so you mentioned um, you were a little bit designer, a little bit developer. Uh, how far would you consider yourself 
to have gone in either of those uh, professions? Um, <laughs> I, I guess it's kind of relative, you know. Um, on the design front, I like to think that I have an eye for design, but I can't always execute at the level that I would like to. Um, so I, I draw for the design uh, uh, responsibilities fairly quickly. Um, I can hash my own stuff together. I think I'm pretty decent at uh, putting together things that look all right. Um, but I would by no means consider myself a professional designer. Uh, on the development side, definitely more front-end. Um, I'm a little bit uh, rusty right now because I haven't uh, worked on any projects in a little over a year. Uh, or about a year. So, uh, a year I think September. of myself as an intermediate. Yeah, like September, August, as we were winding down. So I was a, a full-time WordPress developer at my previous job. I was working at a B2B marketing agency. But as soon as that wrapped up and I switched over to working on stuff at GoDaddy, development pretty much just came to a halt. Like I wasn't working on any more code. I wasn't working on any projects. It was just head down, working on the GoDaddy stuff. Uh, but you, if I were to spin it up again, I'd say like intermediate, maybe. Yeah. Do you do you miss building sites? Do you have any pet projects that you wish you could get off the ground but just don't have time for? Oh God, yeah. Um, there's this theme I've wanted to build. I've been, I've wanted to build a theme and submit it to the repo for years, and I have the name, I have the concept. That's all nailed down. I just have a really hard time uh, finding the time to work on it. Yeah, understood completely. So, Andy, let's uh, let's go a little bit deeper into your background, if you don't mind. Um, did you grow up in Toronto? No, I uh, hopped all over the place around central Ontario growing up. Um, uh, earlier part of my childhood was spent in uh, Newmarket, which is a suburb of Toronto. It's in the, uh, the greater Toronto area of the GTA. Uh, and then the latter half of my childhood, my adolescence, I guess, well, was spent in... Um, uh, Peterborough, which is my family's hometown uh, on my dad's side, uh, so high school there, and then uh, went off to Kingston for college. You have uh, brothers, sisters. I have a, uh, a younger sister. Is she? Uh, is she happen to be in the tech world at all? Not even close. <laughs> She's <laughs> off uh, off on the east coast right now, um, going to university. Uh, she wants to, I believe, work in either archaeology or uh, become a museum curator. Uh-huh, so cool. Very, very different from the world that I'm in. Yeah. So when you first started with GoDaddy, uh, were WordCamps part of that job description? Did you know right away that you were going to be visiting a lot of camps? Or did you start kind of in the online communities formulating uh, a plan on, on what you should do? Was your job description kind of laid out or, or was it part of that up to you as well? Part of it, I think, was it was definitely within the ball was in my court to figure out exactly how to execute on certain things. Online community. I mean, if you go to godaddy.com/community right now, we have an online community, uh, and I played a role in helping get that up and running. Um, on the WordCamp side of things, though, uh, I knew that I would be present uh, to some extent. I just had no idea of how often or where. Uh, because, I mean, we have a, a great team of folks looking after the uh, in-person events. Um, for anyone listening who's been to a WordCamp and has seen GoDaddy, you've probably run into Mendel Kurland, who has traveled the world attending WordCamps. And that's very much his domain. We work together, but that's his baby. Uh, I yeah. was much more and am much more focused on uh, what we're doing online 
mostly around working with the customer community, whereas Mendel and his crew work with um, you know, word camps and, and existing events. So when you see us at different conferences or things like a Comic-Con, for example, that's us uh, participating in existing communities versus what I'm doing. Uh-huh. So when you uh when you first started building the building out the GoDaddy community space, uh what were what was one of the first things you worked on and then kind of what was the uh I guess what was the what's the right word? What was the process there? What what came first, second, third? Uh and did you did you have any struggles with any of those? Did, were there things that you had to figure out specifically how to do? What was the best way to engage people? Oh, always. There's there's always uh, little challenges here and there, things you expect and things you don't. Uh, I'd say the, the biggest thing at the start is just figuring out who are the different groups that are involved and what do they want to get out of it. So in my case, it was going around and speaking to folks at GoDaddy, uh, so uh, members of different teams, and asking them what do they want to get out of a community. If we had a community, we brought customers together, what value or interaction would they uh, be able to get from that? Uh, and then on the flip side, it's going around, in my case, to uh, members of our GoDaddy Pro community, folks who are in the Pro program, and asking them the same thing. What would you want to get out of this? Uh, and then as you go from there and you start scaling up and, and uh, preparing to roll it out, uh, it's doing a lot of stuff. There's doing a lot of things that don't uh, scale very well. So a lot of one-on-one uh, calls, personal emails, just reaching out and finding people who want to join you on that journey of getting something up and running. Because at the start of any community launch, it's not going to be very pretty. There's always going to be a bit of bugs. So you want to find the right people who uh, are willing to work with you on that and are excited about it and aren't going to look at it as uh, some um, burden on them. So a lot of that, yeah, a lot that- of the one-on-one. That makes total sense. So when you talk about community, and I and I haven't loaded the site yet, it's GoDaddy. dot dot com. Uh, GoDaddy. dot com slash community. Yeah. Okay. So are there forums there? Mm-hmm. So the uh, or, community is okay. powered by Lithium, and right now it's a fairly traditional forum setup. We have different uh, forums for different areas that kind of align to GoDaddy products. So you'll find forums for uh, talking about domains, of course, or hosting or working with WordPress. There's a little forum tucked in there for the uh, GoDaddy Pro program called the Pro Lounge. Uh, So it's a a fairly typical message board setup. And if you have a GoDaddy.com account, you just go in um, and you create your community profile, and then you're all set to go in and start uh, posting. Does that filter on whether or not your your account is considered a GoDaddy Pro account, or do do all GoDaddy customers have access to that? Once all GoDaddy they... customers have access. All you need to do at the start, like anyone can go in and look at posts, but mm-hmm. uh, we didn't want to automatically create um, these community profiles for everybody who's a GoDaddy customer. Like one, sure. a lot of GoDaddy customers. Not everybody wants to participate in the community, and that's fine. So the only intermediary step is to uh, create your community profile if you want to post. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Oh, go ahead. Uh, the pros, we do something a little bit special for the pros. If you are a member of the GoDaddy Pro program, you go into the Pro Lounge, and there's a thread I started up uh, where people can claim their pro badge, and all that involves is them posting, saying, hey, badge me. I look them up. If they're in the Pro program, I uh, give them the uh, the pro rank and the forums, and they get a nice little pro badge in their profile and a little pro icon 
on their username. So whenever they post in the forums, folks know that they are a designer or developer and they're a member of the pro program. So a little bit of recognition for being sure. a part of the community. Yeah, that's cool. A little bit of uh, a little bit of ego boost and chest pumping there. A little bit of a perk, you know, just yeah. a little something, something. Uh, so let's get real for a minute. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I'm in the community every day, almost every weekend. I also have the plugin business. So you deal with a lot of different people. You deal with a lot of different initiatives, programs, and for one person, it's difficult to keep up on things. In your yes. in your year, in your past year, what has been kind of the biggest struggle for you to kind of get a hold of with your day-to-day? Uh, getting to do all of the things that I want to do and uh, need to do on a weekly basis. It's, uh, I feel like I've gotten to a point where uh, I'm, I'm kind of managing it, but there's still things, for example, the, uh, the theme I want to build. Uh, finding time for that in addition to all the other things that are going on. Were you um, were you a traditional good um, were you, were you good at task management and time management before this position? Do you feel like that was something you had to learn, or is you something that you just kind of poured it over to this? And what's your what's your best time management or task management tool? So something that I picked up on uh, going going back to probably my first job, one of my first jobs out of college, is uh, just being the master of your calendar. Um, and my, at my previous job, uh, BrainWriter, we were a Google Apps company. So when we worked with uh, Google Calendar, everyone was on Google Calendar. So I lived my life through Google Calendar. Every task I worked on, everything that I did, it was all, there's a, a calendar entry for every bit of time. So I could look back over the weeks and the months and see these are the things that I worked on. This is how much time I had spent on those things. Uh, we're on uh, Outlook over at GoDaddy. So I just moved my life over to living in Outlook. I do the exact same thing. Everything that I do during the week is time blocked. And uh, so I can just look at my calendar. I don't have to think about what do I do next because I already know. I set it up at the beginning of the week, make sure all the obligations are mapped out. If I have any buffer time, uh, fill those in with other things to work on. And it's it saved my bacon more than once, just having all that uh, prepped in advance. Yeah, there's uh, there's nothing more important than uh, mapping out your time in advance and, and sticking to it as best you can. However, we both know that things creep in, right? Higher priority Correct. items. <laughs> uh, do you typically use just calendar events or reminders or both so things move over to additional days if they don't get done? Yeah, so I do um, bump things around. Uh, like you said, sometimes high priority stuff comes in. There are fires to be put out. And you just work around that. Nice thing about a calendar is that you can just click and drag those events to uh, other spaces. So I try to front load and get most of the stuff mapped to the first couple of days of the week because I know other things are going to come up or things are going to run long, and then I can just shuffle things over to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, as needed. Yeah, it makes sense. So uh, what does your typical work week look like in terms of hours? Do you Are you a... Uh... Are you like many of us in this space? You're twenty four seven whenever you can fix, fix fit it in, or do you try to stick to a nine to five, or how do, how does that work for you? So I I try to stick to a, a ten to six um, because it seems to be a nice middle ground. I mean I'm on the east coast. Most of my teammates are over on the west coast or down in Arizona, so the time zone game is a bit uh, a bit challenging. 
so 10 to 6 uh, is my uh, prime time. But I'm always on my phone. I'm always checking emails. I'm I'm terrible at responding to emails quickly. Like if you send me an email and I happen to, to check my phone and it came in three minutes ago, if I can answer it immediately, I will answer it immediately. I am just constantly hitting it. Um, so outside of that 10 to 6 zone, I'm still alert. I'm still keeping an eye on it. But if I don't have to do anything, I'm I try to not do anything. Yeah, it makes makes complete sense. Uh, so in your year, um, I, I, I know we're, we're really focused on the job and stuff here, but this really interests me um, because that's a good story. And GoDaddy has, yeah, and GoDaddy's come such a long way from years past when they had some a, a little bit of uh, a little bit of trouble with mostly with just branding and things, and and they've really turned everything around. Uh, so in the past year or so. Uh, have you, have you met anybody at WordCamps or within the company that you, you just go, man, I'm really glad I know that person because I've learned so much. And if so, what are, what are some of the things that you, that you've learned from others or some takeaways that you think will stick with you? Oh man. Um, you know, I look at what, and and I'm, I'm more of an observer. We don't, we don't speak. We're not. We might be. He might consider us acquaintances, but we we don't really know each other all that well. But I love watching what uh, Brian Krogsgaard is doing. I mm-hmm. absolutely love what he's done with Post Status and how he's built this business out of going very uh, niche and uh, all those newsletters that come out from from being a, a member of the Post Status uh, Club uh, and seeing the work that he puts into that and the the effort. And the detail, it's absolutely fantastic. And I just love watching this grow, you know, from just an idea at the beginning and it evolving over the last year or so. It's been absolutely great. Yeah, I can't agree more. He uh, he really has taken um, journalism, online journalism, in a specific market to to an interesting level. So he started with, I think, just the blog, then the podcast and the blog, and then it was the members only uh, newsletter and Slack channel. Uh, and it's really been a, a vibrant community, especially for those that are business minded yes. with WordPress. Very um, much so. And it's, it's, I've learned so much from him and from them. And, and I've met Brian a few times as we, as the months go on, we, we see each other more and more and excuse me, we haven't had a, 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 a time to really sit one-on-one and talk. But every time I, I get five or 10 minutes of his time, it's, it's always enlightening. He's a, he's a great guy. Oh yeah. And uh, I think what my favorite thing that he's put out recently was that talk he did at WordCamp Boston, where he just broke down, this is how you build a membership site and shared some of his own stories of uh, things that he's dealt with firsthand problems, tips, all that sort of stuff. I think that's absolutely great. And I love it when folks in the community come out and start sharing those stories of uh, firsthand experience. So I, I love that he did that over in Boston, uh, I guess about a month ago. Yeah, you never you never learn as much as uh, from you know a straight up, here's how to do something presentation as you do from hearing about someone's failures. And exactly. how they how they get get around those and pivot or you know continue moving forward, uh, and and you know we've had many of those with the plug-in business, 
Um, and uh, we're still pivoting now. We've actually uh, got some major changes coming up that uh, we hope will will help uh, increase uh, the bottom line there, not the bottom line financially. I mean, that's part of it, but the bottom line in order to, to keep that um, growing the way we want to. Um, so speaking of that, uh, what has been uh, something that you've failed at in your life that you uh, re- that you may regret most, or that you wish you could change. It doesn't doesn't have to be professional. It doesn't have to be personal. It could be either or. <laughs> um, I'm trying to trying to dig here. Uh, there was a, a, a one of my first jobs. At a college, uh, the same job where I, I learned to wrangle the uh, the calendars. Um, I left that job to take a uh, what at the time seemed like a, a sweet gig at a well-funded startup, and uh, I kind of chalked this up to being green and naive and not really knowing any better. But I really, really wish that I had stayed put at that um, that company longer. And that I had not bailed and joined the startup, uh, because in hindsight, you know, five six years later, uh, I was given so much room and so given so many opportunities to just learn things and do things uh, that now when I look back, I, I realize how great of an opportunity that was. I was learning so much at the time, and I had taken it for granted. So I regret. That I think that was a fail on my part, and if I could go back in time, I would, and I would be much more grateful for the opportunity. I mean, I was two years out of college, thought I knew everything, <laughs> certainly <laughs> did not, all. still don't know everything. I, I think uh, mm-hmm. I realize now how much uh, how much I don't know. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably one of my biggest fails. But as yeah. as a result, silver lining is that uh, I, I don't think I would have taken the journey to come and work. I'd go daddy and had gotten as deep into the WordPress community if I had uh, stayed. Um, right. Stayed well, that goes, that goes into the, you know, one thing always leads to another. Um, I'm actually, I'm doing a talk in Ann Arbor about that and about how, uh, how my, my blue collar upbringing brought me into an advertising design degree and then straight to the factory floor. And then how a series of, of changes that, I made and changes that were, you know, made in life around me mm. kind of led me on this path to, to, to where I am now. And, and that's something I always try to keep in mind. I think it was Socrates who said, all I know is I know nothing at all. And so I try to just go with the flow with everything. So if, if something, uh, I try to have no regrets, but obviously it's human nature. We're, we're all going to do that. Like selling my 73 Volkswagen bus when I was 20. <laughs> I wish I'd never would have done that. Uh, but you know, everything leads to another. And if there's something negative that happens in your life, I always try to remind myself that there's a reason for it, you know? So it, I think your story is pretty common with uh, a lot of people. Um, what do you think the pull was? Was it because it was like exciting to go work for a startup and, and that's what you did if you were in the tech world? Do you think that was kind of the decision that led you there? I, I think that was part of it. Um, there were a couple things. Uh, the job description, as as it was pitched to me, not quite how it played out, but it was pitched to me that I was basically going to spend my time 
building uh, WordPress themes for small businesses. And mm. I'm I'm all about WordPress. I'm all about small biz. Uh, those are two of the things I care about the most in this world. Uh, so getting that opportunity was huge. The fact that it was a startup, a downtown startup, uh, was really appealing to me because I had looked longingly at what is, was happening in Silicon Valley. Uh, and that whole startup culture really appealed to me. I thought it sounded like a lot of fun, really exciting, very much up my alley. Uh, and I, th- I think that, uh, that was a very strong pull. Yeah. Gotcha. It would, would have been for me as well. Um, uh, makes sense. So, um, let's get back to small business a little bit. You just mentioned small business uh, is important to you. Community is important to you. WordPress is important to you. Um, in your experience with building the GoDaddy pro community, are there, certain individuals or businesses that you've seen that you just go, wow, that's really interesting. And I'm so glad that they're succeeding. Is there, is there anything that, that kind of jumps out at you? Um, yeah, there's uh, one of um, our uh, most active members, actually a friend of mine uh, who's up here in Toronto as well, uh, Alex Serrata. He uh, runs a, a firm called New Path Consulting and I like the approach that he's taking with his business because he's going more towards a productized service model. And uh, I think that's a, a really interesting approach for uh, web design and web development firms to take because now you're creating something that scales a little bit more efficiently. But the way you're marketing it and the way you're um, developing it internally is more product minded. So you're not looking at it as here's a client, we have this much time. Uh, this is going to be the quote and, and everything is kind of ad hoc. It's much more, this is what we do. And you're very clearly defined in what services you offer and how you offer them. Uh, so watching his uh, his pivot over the last year um, has been uh, very interesting. For for those who don't know, can you can you explain product-sized services a little bit more? Do you mean oh, monthly um, maintenance? Do you mean packages? Of, yeah, so of- productized uh, services... Uh, essentially meaning instead of saying that uh, you do designer development and uh, you work around the requirements of the client and what the client is looking for, it's much more prescriptive. So the client comes to you or the customer comes to you and you map out these are the sort of packages or things that we offer uh, and it makes the sales process more focused on which one of these tiers or these packages uh, or offerings uh, suits the needs that I have. And of course, there's customization and and some more traditional uh, client services type work baked on top of that. But at its core, it's these service bundles. Gotcha. So it's more about um, the prescription of the individual business and how what, and what needs to be done in order for that business to grow. So more of a partnership um, in the growth of a business rather than I need this custom plugin done or I need a custom theme made and then you part ways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it also opens up the door to more uh, retainer-based work where uh, you have that monthly recurring revenue, the good old MRR, uh, where you have clients coming on and it might be tied into the hosting or maintenance of a site or, I don't know, if they're doing email marketing as part of it, uh, it's all baked into a package 
essentially. Um, the way I, I uh, visualize it is if you were to look at a pricing page for an agency, uh, well, for one, you're probably not going to see a pricing page for an agency aside from <laughs> this is what our hourly rate is. But if you look at a productized service, it's much more like a SaaS model of these are the different packages we have. These are the different tiers. So um, if you can imagine going to a an agency website and, and clicking add to cart, <laughs> that's kind of how I think about it. It's a, it's a different sort of purchase path. Gotcha. Makes sense. Um, in your GoDaddy life, are you um, actively using any email marketing services to communicate with your community or is it all done through through the forums? So I'm not, um, personally, we have a, an email marketing team. Um, most of the work that I do is one-on-one. -on -one. I'll either do private messages through the forums because I want folks to come into the forums and use the forums, or it'll just be good old one-on-one uh, -on -one emails throughout Look, I, I don't even do mail merge because I think it's kind of fake. I'd much rather take some extra time and create a personalized email for all of the people that I'm reaching out to. Of course, I'm not, I'm not working in scales of thousands when I'm <laughs> doing these personalized emails. But I think even if, if you have 100 people, uh, put the extra effort into personalizing them. Because I think the value and the relationship uh, is much more important than um, saving you know, 20 minutes. Yeah, that makes sense. So where do you see the, uh, the future of WordPress uh, in the next few years uh, in relation either to GoDaddy or just in general, what are some of the things that you, maybe some predictions you have or some things that are kind of uh, out there floating around that may or may not take? Um, what I'm really interested in seeing is, is what uh, Automatic's up to with um, the Jetpack plugin. Um, when I look at the, uh, the acquisition of WooCommerce and potential uh, opportunities there for integration between Jetpack and WooCommerce, and you look around at all the uh, .com VIP sites that are out there. WordPress.com basically has this. It, it's a massive um, publishing network. It's not like Medium where everything's on brand and everything is very clearly tied back into it. But if you log into WordPress.com and you hit any one of their VIP sites, you're going to see that lovely little WordPress.com toolbar up top. So I'm, mm -hmm. uh, I don't really have a prediction around it. Cause, uh, I don't like trying to predict what, uh, <laughs> what they'll do. But uh, I think it's worth watching to see what happens gotcha uh, and what about the uh the rest api in wordpress do you think that's going to explode into custom uh backends you know how do you think that's going to affect small business man i feel like we've been talking about that for uh, a couple <laughs> of years now it's like you know yeah. the rest api when when everything is locked up 100 percent we're going to see these amazing new experiences built. I think that's still going to happen. I just uh, I've given up on trying to guess at when that's going to happen. Uh, yeah. In terms of the effect on small business, uh, I think there's a big opportunity for developers and and uh, product companies, WordPress product companies, to build very niche specific solutions for different types of small businesses, so different verticals. Because uh, if you look at uh, all of these small businesses that are out there, there are so many that still don't have a website. And WordPress is usually, or is often one of those first touch points for them for getting online. Uh, when they start looking at more heavy-duty stuff like e-commerce or uh, any sort of interaction through custom forums and, and whatnot. Uh, and if they're if they're hitting up their local uh, web designer or developer, good chance that designer or developer is going to end up building something in WordPress. 
So if you could take care of a lot of the uh, the upfront um, setup, so instead of it being like we're rolling these plugins and these themes to create a solution that's geared very well to restaurants or geared very well to uh, mechanics or whatever, um, I think there's an opportunity for someone to come in and create those packages so it's just like a one-click setup process and then the service providers, the designers, the developers can then build on top of that. Gotcha. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, I think the I think everyone is was excited, is excited, but there's still a lot of work to be done by uh of course the the REST API team, the WordPress core contributors as a whole, uh people like Tom McFarlane and Josh Pollock, who are in my in my estimation leading the way with pushing mm-hmm. um some of the boundaries and Roy Savan uh, integrating Angular JS and um, and API stuff, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be at least a few years before people kind of settle on one or two or more ways to do things with the with the REST API. But then you have events like um, a day of rest and a week of rest that are uh, happening. Uh, so I think it's all kind of coalescing together, and it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll be interesting. It will be. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'd much rather see it done right than done quickly. So uh, if you look back, like we're heading into 2017. Um, I just started using WordPress in 2007. And what was it? Like the iPhone came out in 2007 or something? Like I think it, seven or eight. Yeah. So uh, a lot can be done in 10 years in a short amount of time. Uh, we've come very far. Like you look at the overall web ecosystem since the introduction of the iPhone and smartphones. Uh, so I guess what, I, what I'm trying to get at here is that uh, REST and the API and everything else that it uh, enables us to do um, will be will be big and significant. We just got to uh, give it time to, to be done properly. Understood and agreed. All right, so uh, we're getting near the end here. Uh, so I would like to ask you, what are what's your current favorite book or television program and why? Okay, um, so I would say uh, my favorite book, and I I keep coming back to it, is uh, Delivering Happiness um, mm. from uh, Tony Shea. Uh, so it's the story of uh, Zappos, uh, mm. and I think it's a great read. It's a, a very easy read, but I also think it's very inspirational in thinking about business and thinking about doing business in a different way. And also just looking at some of the uh, the hard stuff that uh, even Zappos went through in the early days. I'm sure now with what they're doing, it, it, they look like this big uh, uh, success story, but they went through the hard stuff too. Um, in terms of television shows, we are currently marathoning through Supernatural. <laughs> we don't we don't have, um, have cable. Uh, my girlfriend uh, loves the show, uh, but I had never seen it. Um, I was never much of a TV watcher, so we started that season one, and we're now into uh, season three, and we're just going to keep chucking all the way through the next what seven seasons. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've got your work cut out for. Oh you. man! <laughs> uh, so Andy, where can people find you and connect with you if they have any uh, questions or just want to give you a high five? All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AndyMCI. Uh, I'm pretty much everywhere as uh, AndyMCI. Find me at AndyMCI.com. I'm blogging semi-regularly. 
And uh, you can also hit me up in the GoDaddy community, uh, godaddy.com slash community. You don't need to be a paying customer to be in the community. You just need a godaddy.com account. So uh, come on by and say hello. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. Well, thanks so much for your time. Um, I hope to see you at another WordCamp soon. Uh, and uh, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. You too. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Andy. Take care. You too. Have a good one. Ciao.